welcome another episode of Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. I'm here with Jeremy Murray. You're the VP of uh, Grading, right? I am, yes, sir. Very yes, cool. Sir. Uh, representing our uh, my uh, very first sponsor, Beckett Media, but that also includes Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Beckett Comic Book, Comic Book, uh, and, and uh, as well as the Marketplace, the magazines, the books, uh, all the different things that Beckett Media does. Com C as well, out in Seattle, Burbank Sports Cards. Mike Stadium Sports Cars, a couple of card shops, Heritage Auctions here in Dallas, Huggins and Scott Auctions up in Maryland, and then, of course, Tops, Upper Deck, and Panini. But I'm here with Jeremy today. We're going to have a conversation about uh, how he got here, what he does, what he's excited about uh, in the uh, grading and authentication arena. So welcome, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Uh, what's your collecting origin story? Were you a big collector, a small collector, a non-collector, or you just, just knock on the door here uh, whenever that was? Yeah, a, t- a tad bit of, of both. Um, I collected cards back in the heyday of the, the late 80s, early 90s when cards were... Very lucrative. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we, I thought that I'd already been retired by now yeah, with yeah. all those Kevin Moss rookies and yeah. uh, Emmett Smith Pro Set cards that I collected. I, okay. I thought I, I would be gone, but I'm, I'm here. I've been uh, with Beckett now 19 years. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. When you came, were you, were you brought in for grading or customer service or? Yeah. So I, I, um, because grading I, was fledgling. It was, I was, it was 2000. Grading started in, in 1999 here and I knew nothing about it except mm-hmm. what I saw on shop at home. And I, I dug through my collection oh. and said, Oh, I've, I've got to find some of this stuff. And I had another job at the time. And I, for one day, I'd opened the newspaper when, when people still read the newspaper daily. And there was a ad in there that Becky was hiring and looking for grading. And of course, since I knew nothing about grading, I needed to go apply for that. Yeah. To be a grader. Because that's probably all. Of course, that's, that's what it's okay. for. And so okay. it, it's one of my favorite stories that I have with, with people that we, we bring on these days is I went into. Mark take, Anderson? Mark Anderson, Mark Anderson was there. Uh, Pepper Hastings was there. Yeah. there um, kind of leading the, the grading department at that time. So I went in and I, and I met with, with HR, Jane Ann Layton at the time. Yeah. Um, she said, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, just talking to you, you're, you're, gonna be, <laughs> you're, you're not going to be a grader. Your, your personality um, <laughs> is not going to have you. Sort of sitting there and doing that, you need to interact with people. So yeah. we 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 still joke about it. I, I took the grading test. She was nice enough to give it to me, and it was one of the worst grading tests <laughs> that, that that people claim that were, were 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 taken. Because you actually have to grade cards. You have to, you have to grade cards. And the you test to, to get the job is to show that you can do the job. Correct. And yeah. and you had to identify the cards. And so yeah. unless it was from the late eighties, early nineties, and eighty nine hoops. And a lot of that us. being graded. Yes. A lot of that being graded. Right? If they would have just asked me about eighty nine ninety hoops, I would have I would have yeah. just nailed that test, but I couldn't. Yeah, so you know, that's one of my least listened to episodes. Oh, really? 90 hoops. It's actually better than the ninety ninety one hoops. I, I, I was thrilled to listen to eighty nine ninety hoops. I was like, oh my goodness, they are talking. That's just for you, Jeremy. To me. It was just so for great. you, Jeremy. So great. So um, I was actually started in uh, customer service is where I got in. I thought, yeah. yeah. And it was it was another great story. We had Which three. Jane Ann had worked in. Yeah, it was before it, she was HR. And then I, I actually reported to Kyle Hogue at the time. Really? Yeah. So uh, there were three three guys in customer service at the time doing doing uh, phones and emails. Yeah, okay. Two two of those guys got in a fight one day, a uh, physical fight, and so um, I then became a sole customer service <laughs> person there with uh, Sean Shetrom at the time, who was leading uh, up marketplace. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Nineteen years ago. And how did you get plucked into integrating? So um, I, I was single at the time, and I sort of volunteered for shows. Uh, Pepper oh, and Philip and those guys were doing right. shows. I was like, this is great. These guys are traveling San Francisco, Chicago, yeah. Philadelphia. This, why would I not want to do this? And, and so you're working the, the counter. The counter, yeah. yeah. And that, that's how I've... I've a lot well, of were we doing on-site grading at that time? Or just bringing we, stuff back? We had just stopped doing full on-site grading at a lot of events. We were, but Rock Hard Review had oh, just started. Yeah, yeah, it it yeah. just started. And so um, a lot of the guys that, that still deal with now were some of my first right. customers that we, we dealt with at shows. 
And so you know, I, I did an episode with Pepper. I think he was a big part of that. Oh, of course. Did you? Was he your mentor at that point? Do you think in the company? Yeah. I, it, what What was great about he's Pepper, another people person, it, it, yeah. and that's the thing with Pepper is his. He was full blown energy all the time, right. and he had a positive attitude, and he kept moving and kept going. And the way that you could you could do these shows and these events, and it's a frustrating, grueling event, but still have that pep in your step, still have fun, yeah. um, and realize what you're what you're working with. Like it was a. You're, you're all over the place and it's, it's not glorious at, at all. When Pepper and I worked, worked a Liberty show in San Francisco one time, um, when there was no air conditioning in the show and it was the Cal highest, Palace. it was right. not Cal Palace, oh, it was oh, downtown. Oh, the uh, Moscone Center? It right. wasn't even, it was just like a flower market. Oh. Labor Day show. It was a four, yeah, yeah, four yeah, day yeah. show. Okay. And we had, uh, there was no breeze. It was upper nineties and, and, and Pepper and I sweated the entire weekend and we drove home in the cab every night with our heads out the window like dogs because we were just, Exhausted and hot, and it was yeah. it was one of those things. But then he still had that that kind of pep in his step and fire yeah, and, and yeah, excitement yeah. for the for the industry. So I, I got that from from okay, him, kind of okay. that, that drive. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, I was, I, my my at times I was doing. So did you think you were in sales? Yeah. Slash service. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're sales. dealing with customers. Yeah, I would go into these you're shows. selling them. You're helping them out. Yeah. But you're you're yeah okay. So the, but we, you it, still were not grading cards at all. No 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 no. They, they won't allow me even to look at those. I, every card to me looks beautiful. Yeah. And it, it was, it was, it's three or four days a week at a show and you come yeah. back and you do customer service the rest of the week and they had another right. show. Okay. 30 and 40 shows a week, uh, a year. Yeah. I, I, I didn't go to that many, but I mean, I, I went to, if I went to 30 or 40 shows, it's because I went to two or three on the same weekend. Cause yeah. I generally went once a month yeah. out back in the day. But that would, that, so that was fun for you. It was and fun. then, and then when did it uh, switch over to where you got into more management and leadership? Um, we, we, we added a sales team and a customer service team. Uh, it used to, it was just me. Then we added some, two or three more guys and then we got those guys able to do more shows so they could go out and do more. So I got into more of the operations side of things. Kind of yeah. sort of the flow of the work here. Business was increasing. We needed to do some hiring, get some more people in here. Um, and so I was here with Mark Anderson sort of handling yeah. the, the operation side of things. Um, and that's, that's kind of my first step in, in sort of the leadership process that was there. Um, and then that, and then, um, I guess five years ago, moved up to, to sort of heading up the, the BGS department and vice president role and added BAS about three years ago. And then just recently, uh, probably two years ago, I had CBCS run on the comic book business. Uh, are you, uh, equally excited about all those or, do you, or is the, is the comic book the shiny new, uh, thing or, yeah. or are you just managing all those? I, I manage them all, but, but what's nice with BGS is we have a pretty solid core of, of people here that have been here in 15 to 20 years. Right. Well, um, they're, you're their boss, but they're kind of your buddies too. Is that true? Exactly. So I kind of had that yeah. ethos back in my day. I mean, yeah. I probably was the boss, but I wasn't yeah. necessarily, uh, you know, I, they were my friends too. Yeah. When, when I first sort of took over, over BGS, I think it was an adjustment for everybody. You'd been in the trenches with these guys at shows yeah. and worked 12, 14, 16 hours at a national with these guys. Um, and then you had to say, okay, now I want to have fun, but I have to be your boss a little bit. Yeah. We have to have goals. We have to do some of this stuff. Yeah. And that was a hard part. And so now transitioning to the other, Two businesses that we have, um, guys can can run BGS without me me being there and looking at that. BAS is is the the one that's still a challenge, still a growing. Um, we've we've gained a, a high good potential, high potential. It, yeah, it is, and it is. It's a it's a part of the business that's really interesting right now because you see some crazy pieces coming through here. Not just just basic sports cards that are submitted. It is non-sport right. autographs and right and yeah. and that type of thing. And the CBCS is is kind of blown my mind in the two years trying to learn that comic book business. Um, and see the value of some of these comic books that oh. are here and how fragile they are and just how passionate some of these fans are uh, for these for the comic book world is, is really yeah. exciting. So most yeah. of my time is focused on um, BAS and CBCS right now. Because they're not, well, they're, uh, grading's got to be an overdrive. Yeah. yeah. And I, I yeah. was uh, visiting with uh, David Poole, who's who's uh, doing some of the training for yeah. the new graders. Yeah. And you can't hire guys for Actually, 
Hiring is not the problem. It's training them and getting them online, I suppose. And and, and the guys being able to stay on long term. You'll, you'll, yeah. you'll train somebody for months and months at a time, and then they say, I can't do this anymore. I don't know how you guys are doing yeah. it. And I truly, with our guys, I have no clue how to do it. That's well, why I didn't, I didn't cut it right at the first. It's probably better if they burn out sooner. But it would yeah. be nice if you knew it on the front end. You can't tell somebody, hey, you're going to be doing this. 40 hours a week for the, not the rest of your life, but you're, you're, the, the, this is the job. Yeah. And, and the better you get, the faster you're going to go, the more you're going to be cranking out. Yeah. The, the, and you're going to be working with some great guys. Uh, and it's going to be interesting stuff you're handling, but you still, there's metrics. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it's the thing. And your eyes are going to get tired. Oh my goodness. I, I, it's, it's the thing saying this is, you got to realize where you're working. Like you're, you're yeah. going to deal with sports cards and things like that. And you get to interact and you get to talk and things like that. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's a business. Yeah. It's one that we, we got to have you involved with. And you can't really do that much overtime, can you? I mean, it, that's, that's, that, there's the burnout opportunity. Yeah. And, and you, you make, you I mean, make the great, the, the, the shows, you must give these guys some pretty, we used to give pretty significant comp time. Yeah. When people well, came back from the shows, cause it was just, it was a wipeout. The, and the problem with that though is, is you realize the that, show must go on here. That too. Yeah, go on yeah, yeah. And, and I say, we're still the, the, yeah. the, co- the only company crazy enough to still offer a guaranteed turnaround time. Yeah. And so the guys realize that, but, but we've gotten, again, gotten it down so we can kind of know how, how hard you can work the guys and, and yeah. when you need to fly in and out. And we've done a good job of that, I think. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, so the training, you know, is going well. Yeah. So, I mean, is it, does this bode well for future, uh, turnaround times? Yes. And that, that's the good thing. I mean, we've, in the last year, we've, we've knocked down four or five months of, of turnaround times and we've got some guys that are ready to jump up to the next level in the, in the grading world. And that's what we have to have. I wish there was a line of people outside that yeah. you could come in here and plug in and you could go because our, our goal, and I, I tell people, we don't want your cards here. Like we want them in right. and out of here and back in your hand. So if we can, if we can get that done, right. it's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So, and basically, it's not just somebody with good eyes. They, no. they need to kind of know the cards, I think. Yeah, you have to know it. And then you have to be trained on it because yeah. even our senior guys have been here forever. It's amazing when you overhear them saying, Hey, take a look at this card. Have you ever seen anything like yeah. this? With, with the amount of, of uh, money that's in the market right now. Right. And if you can make a, a little, a little bit of money, there are people out there that will try to deceive you. Right. Right. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a very small fraction. Yeah. Very, oh, sure. not even 1%, I'm sure. But it's still a notorious 1%. If, 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 if something happens, yeah. it, it gets, it, it, it blows up in your face. So, yes. so it's tough, but you know, I, 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 I trust you guys yeah. with my stuff. I guess that's probably obvious, yeah. but, but it's, um, it's important that there be trusted third-party uh, authentication and grading. Agreed, and for I think autographs, as well as cards. Yeah. I think that's what's nice about this is these guys, these senior guys that we have, have been here twenty years, mm-hmm. and it is guys that are not going to risk their reputation, not going to risk right. their job, and a company that they built. Like they have full-blown right. pride in, in, in BGS. Yeah. Um, and, and same thing with BAS. The, the guys that we have on staff right now are are hobby veterans and pros, and this is what they do. They're not going to ruin their reputation for this and they take it very seriously and they're proud of it. So it's nice to have that. You have a staff that we, you trust. You know, when we were getting integrating, that was part of the rationale that we thought would be a more compelling argument yeah. to people out there that why would we jeopardize yeah. uh, our price guide business, our magazines, yeah. the books, the online price guide, the all the different uh, marketplace stuff. Why would we jeopardize that by doing some kind of a shortcut yeah. uh, grading scheme? Yeah. It, it just would make no sense, but somehow people don't pick that up because they just, they, there's just some small percentage of people that want to assume the worst about something sure. or have a there, conspiracy theory. That's what I was going to say. There, there's some sort of conspiracy out there that why you guys would not bump the, the Barry Bonds rookies when they needed to. Well, now you're line. getting personal. <laughs> sorry, about that, sorry about that. Uh, any, <laughs> any other conspiracies? We're, we've just got a couple minutes left because it's a short format thing, but any other questions you have of me, conspiracy or otherwise? Because no. uh, it's been a delight to have you here and to see you rise in prominence and, it, yeah. and do great work. Uh, 
I don't know if you feel like you're the adult in the room sometimes, sometimes when sometimes, you go sometimes. back in there, but I felt like that sometimes. But uh, any questions for me? Before I, we I've always, and I haven't got a chance to talk to this. Has there ever been a situation you had a chance to buy something you didn't and you regret? No. Oh, absolutely. Like, what, what's, what's one? Oh, I've been the under, underbidder on a Wagner, okay. underbidder on a Lashway. I've been, I, I've been the, I've been the underbidder on all kinds of cards. But um, one that stands again, out. Is, oh. But but most of these, well, you got then you got to take out about twenty five years where I didn't buy cards just because I wouldn't. I would only buy cards really for like type cards. Yeah. I would. I would. I absolutely wouldn't buy anything to flip. And it, 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 maybe there'd be some Roberto Clemente thing that I would buy and would go straight into my collection, but. But on some of these glamour cards, if you go back into the seventies, I'm just kicking myself because I was the underbidder to the tune of, of whatever. Not very much money in today's dollars. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I, I, you know, I love cards, and I probably have a little more bias toward uh, quantity. Yeah. You know, so to go to spend, you know, I didn't have unlimited funds when I was a grad student or was a professor, but I had some extra money, and I wasn't going to spend it all on one card. Yeah. And so I, I, I backed off when I had a chance at some of these really, really big cards. Yes. And I, I've, uh, yeah, so I, I, I just, you know, more, more, I was more of a collector, I think. Okay. And so I was not trying to hoard anything, yeah. but I, I, I just enjoyed it. So, so am I kicking myself? Uh, you know, yeah, in, in the long run, I did fine. But, <laughs> but, I, but, you know, people ask, where's my Wagner? Well, it's in another person's collection. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I chickened out. It just, it just, it was, it, it was a lot of money in the day and I had, and I chose not to raise my paddle or, you yeah. know, some of these auctions were, were really small. They were just in a room yeah. and they're 50 bidders and sure. you can look around and, and you knew all the other bidders. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you'd know uh, intuitively how deep the other person's pockets were. You yeah. thought, and it was kind of impolite. It's the opposite of shill bidding. Shill bidding is you're bidding somebody up. Yeah. And the opposite of shield bidding was, I know this guy, I'm not going to bid it up <laughs> because I don't, you know, someday he'll be in that situation. Yeah. So I'm going to stop now because I'm not going to win. Yeah. It's the opposite of shield bidding. I should have thought of that. Yeah. It was, it was the, because uh, I could have bid a couple more increments, but I, w- I would have lost. And yeah. then that guy would have paid more. Or maybe they'd quit and I'd won. And oh, I had no. Wagner now. Oh, so no. I've got him thinking. I've got him thinking. That's good. Either way. I would be retired now, Jeremy. Okay. It's just so, the happy ending of the story. Okay. Uh, and it's not the ending of our story because you and I will do uh, some future episodes. As Sounds the good. listeners know, I do, uh, I'm do. i doing daily podcasts, so I have a lot of uh, times to be at bat. I've got 250 or 260 episodes I can do a year. In four years, I can get 1,000 episodes. So I promise you, Jeremy will be back, and I will be, I'll be back tomorrow. Look Jeremy will be back uh, in a certain number of tomorrows. We'll see. Thanks again, listeners. See you tomorrow.